One of the challenges of being a modern artist is that there's a lot to do in a day. Your art might be your side hustle, so there's a full-time job, family, friends, and daily life all competing for attention with your core offering, your creativity. How can you get ultra-productive and disciplined? And what do you do if you're stuck, unmotivated, and blocked? That's this week on the Fuse Chamber Podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thanks for joining. It's good to have you here. What can we do as entrepreneurs to ensure that we're massively productive and remain so, even when there are blocks or challenges? Well, first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. One of the key aspects of success in any arena is your ability to develop habits that create power and efficiency in your daily work routine. The right morning rituals will generate powerful mindsets and habits that accelerate your performance and allow you to achieve more than the average person, 10 or 20 times more in fact. So what are some good morning rituals? Well, some people like to start with a physical exercise, maybe a workout, a run, some yoga, or at least a good stretch. And these are certainly not bad ideas in that they help wake the body, stimulate blood flow, and generally get things moving for the day to come. But perhaps the most important habits you can develop in the morning are those that set your mind into the right manner of thinking. You should begin the day with an intention. What do you want to achieve today? What do you want to achieve in general? What are your big goals for the quarter, the year, the decade, or for your life? We talked about this in detail in the last episode. But how do the things you do today or you're about to do today roll up to your most important goals? You should then prioritize no more than three items so you can focus your day on the things that will create the most value in the shortest period of time. And this part of the exercise allows you to strip away the fat, to focus on things that truly matter, to do the things that create the most value with the least amount of effort. Now, you should also make a morning habit of gratitude. Take a quick moment to think about the things that you're truly grateful for, and not just run them off as though they were some kind of a prayer or a checklist, but rather think about them deeply to really appreciate the value that they add to your life. Maybe it's family, could be nature, or it could be experiences or accomplishments to date, as long as you are truly grateful and they're truly meaningful to you. This can help anchor you throughout the day so that no matter what things might come up in the way of adversity, negative things, 
you're able to handle them and put them in perspective way more easily. Now, from there, you should try to plan out your day so that there's not a whole lot of idle, unplanned blocks in your time. Unplanned time easily turns to waste. However, if you've slotted all of your objectives, those three key things that you need to achieve today, put them on your calendar, block off time to do them, get them into time slots throughout the day, that will help ensure that you actually get to them and they actually get done. So if you're doing morning rituals now, that's awesome. What you should do next is have rituals at the end of the day. This could be, for example, a reflection journal, a place where you write down the things you learned today or the things that went well and what could have gone better. It should be something you can go back to from time to time and look for patterns. If you have a habit of constantly looking for your habitual gaps, constantly applying effort to improving them, then you can't help but get better, guys. In fact, very quickly. You should also take a moment to observe how close did you come to hitting those three goals you set in the morning. Did you do all the things you said you were going to do? Did you hit your objectives? Or did you spend time on things that were not really all that valuable to you? Did things come up to distract you from your path, from your goals? Why? Your reflection on what didn't get done versus what did can also form your lessons learned for the day. Now, nighttime is sometimes a good time to read and reflect on what you've been reading to let the inspiration wash over you so that you can be set up for tomorrow. It's also a great time to re-express your gratitude. And finally, you might want to even plan out some of your upcoming day in advance so that you don't have to do all that work first thing in the morning. Now, these are excellent habits to adopt, but you don't have to be so religious about how you adopt them. So sometimes I like to do my morning journal first thing in the morning, and sometimes I like to do it in the middle of the day. Sometimes I like to plan it the night before. I sometimes want to do it at my desk. Sometimes I prefer to do it at the office. Sometimes I dictate it or I type it, but most days I just like to do it with a pen. How you do it doesn't matter nearly as much as the fact that you do it. Because what matters here is the habit of starting the morning with the intention, running through your day with some objectives in mind, using your vision and purpose to guide your daily actions, and then checking back and reflecting and improving at the end of each day. Those are really powerful habits and practices. Now let's talk specifically about the creative habit. If you know that in order to write a book, release an album, or be ready for a particular exhibit by a certain date, you are going to have to snap so many photographs a day, or write so many pages a day, or write a new song every week, or write some lyrics every four hours. Whatever you know you need to do, you need creative energy and power to do it. Now, have you ever hit a point where the writing just doesn't seem to come? The creativity gets blocked. All the ideas seem like bad ones, and you just feel like the tank is empty. Well, this is going to be toxic to your morning routine because you're going to set your day up to write between 10 and 12 or whatever you decide to come up with in terms of a pattern or routine or a schedule for being creative. If you fail five days in a row, you're going to end up losing faith in the whole process and junking the morning routine habit. And that, the loss of that routine, would be fatal. It's so important to ongoing success. So what do you do? 
If you set up time every day to be creative and the tank is empty and you just feel like you can't go forward, here's what you do. You drop and give me 10. What does that mean? Give me 10 drawings, 10 ideas, 10 riffs, 10 pages of your book or 10 paragraphs if it's easier, 10 lines, whatever will get you through the block. Something to just get the pen moving. Now what comes out doesn't matter. Give me 10 of the first things that pop into your head and assume that they will be junk. So 10 book titles. The first one is like, I don't know, the place my mom lived when she was a kid. That's a stupid idea for a book. Doesn't matter. At least I wrote down one idea. Now write up the second one and then the third one. Just give me 10 and assume they'll all be junk. Most of what you write will end up in the wastebasket. That's true. That's good. That's what you want. You want things that are just disposable. Do you follow me? If you treat ideas and creativity like it's infinite, then you're less likely to get blocked because you don't place so much importance on perfection. Writing crap takes all of the apprehension out of writing, knowing that you're not going to be judged when you write because most of it's going straight to the garbage anyway is a powerful way to make sure that you just get moving and you're not paralyzed by fear. So go ahead and give me 10. If you will trust this process, you'll know that one or two of those ideas will be semi-decent. And if they are, you're going to be motivated to try to write 20, just to see if you can get something even better out of the session. The idea is to stay in motion. It's when you come to rest that you start to anchor yourself in complacency and fear. You start telling yourself stories about how your ideas aren't good enough, or you don't have the creative juice right now, or maybe you weren't meant to be a writer in the first place. Maybe you're permanently out of ideas. However, if you're continuously writing, you are continuously producing. You're continuously using the creative engine and keeping it warm. And it's important to recognize that that engine never runs out of fuel. It never burns out. Creativity is infinite. My favorite comedian, George Carlin, used to say, if you nail together three things that have never been nailed together before, some schmuck will buy it from you. So that's the idea. Turn something upside down. Randomly replace a single word or a component. Make something new out of something old. Something that has never been built before. Because novelty is inspiring. Not to mention the fact that if you're worried about being in a creative drought or being derivative, as though there's no such thing as any more new ideas, no more new songs to write, no more new chords to try, no more new sequences to play, you're wrong. Just staple together three things that have never been stapled together before. And you might create something brand new. It might be the case that they're not usable and they might not be perfect, but it might just spark your imagination enough to continue on and keep creating. And guys, that's the point. So drop and give me 10 right now. Whatever you're doing, stop this podcast, get out your pen or your smartphone and write the first 10 headlines, the first 10 story ideas, the first 10 song titles, the first 10 chapters, the first 10 product ideas or service ideas that pop into your head. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week.